Bill Street Caravan is brought to you by the generous support of the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau. Memphis, home of the blues and the birthplace of rock and roll. Hi, I'm your co-host, Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Kevin Cubbins. And you're listening to the sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. We feature the soulful sounds of St. Paul and the Broken Bones on the show this week. St. Paul and the Broken Bones are a powerful, fresh take on the charismatic soul men and bands that sprung out of the American South in the 1960s. Touring combined with the talent for delivering the goods in a live setting has enabled the group to forge strong bonds with audiences across the country over the past couple of years. Their live show certainly leaves an impression on you. They built their house on a foundation of stacks and high records, so it was really special to have the guys come here and gratifying to see them rock the crowd at the Levitt Shell in Overton Park like they did. After the break today, I'll sit down with Paul Janeway and Al Gamble of the band, and we'll get to learn about their background and where this great musical talent comes from. Also joining us today is Bill Street Caravan contributor Eddie Hankins. Eddie will be continuing his series on Chip's moment and the phenomenal output of his legendary studio. The series is called American Studios, Memphis' Hit Factory, and that's all coming up right now on Bill Street Caravan. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Pat. We've got a great show in store for our listeners today, but before Ooh, we get into it, update, update. we need a quick update on the contest. It's at the point where it's mano a mano. Friends are turning against each other, brother against brother. I've noticed like this big increase in like Bill Street Caravan social media traffic and there's this level of intensity and agitation I've never seen before. Every time I log in on Facebook I see where like followers are sharing all this Bill Street Caravan related stuff around and people are just like I'm going to win this, I'm going to win this. But let's back up. Explain. Let me, let me also say that it makes me feel really good when I see that somebody has shared information about the show and I'm like, "Oh, that's so sweet of them." And then I go, Wait a minute. They're trying to win that contest. <laughs> Back up. Explain the contest and the prize and all that because I'm, I'm sure there are listeners out there who aren't aware of it. Okay, so Bill Street Caravan is partnered with Delbert McClinton's Sandy Beaches Cruise for an exciting giveaway. The upcoming cruise, which is this January, features nonstop music from the likes of Delbert, Lyle Lovett, Paul Thorne, The Mavericks, Band of Horses, and many more. We have an ocean view cabin that we're giving away. That's right, an ocean view cabin on this seven-day cruise. That's like prime time. Right. Prime time spot. So here's how you enter. You go to our Facebook page, and you find the post where we uploaded the current show. Each week we put the show up. It's the one at the top of our page. There will be an audio player, a picture of the artist, and if you click it, it starts playing that week's episode of Bill Street Caravan. So each week, if you like the week's program, we enter your name into the drawing. But if you share that week's program, we enter your name twice. That's twice each week. Just doing those two things. We've been doing this all month, and we'll continue on to, what, December 3rd? Right, December 3rd. And on the program that airs that week, we will draw a name. How big of a hat are you going to draw these names? It's, it's going to be, like, <laughs> massive. I'm going to have to get, like, a kiddie pool. No, uh, can I sew up the legs of some Bobby Rush underwear? Yeah, you know, that totally. On stage? That's, just, God. you know, and throw it in there. We just shake that would it up. Be perfect. <laughs> so what a cool opportunity. But, hey, let's get on to today's program. Okay. 
So on today's program, this band has been blowing up the bloggers and rock critics all year long. Viral videos. It seems like they've got a tune on every playlist I come across recently. St. Paul and the Broken Bones is fronted by the charismatic Paul Janeway. And Paul can sing, or as they say, Paul can sing. He sings very well. (laughs) Steeped in the church since he was born, Paul had his sights set on being a minister at one point. You can hear that influence of the high-energy style of worship that's found in Southern Protestant churches. For those of you listening from other areas of the country, music can play a really central role in the worship services. Heck, if I had my way, that's what church would be. That, then maybe I'd start going more often. There. But, there, but there are generally <laughs> like rhythm sections and guitars or keyboards, B3 organ, or all the above. The congregation sings hymns. There are soloists, and often you'll have the minister weaving improvisational music moments in and out of his message. And there's this amazing intensity to all of it. That's what it's like to go to church in the South. That's definitely true. And It's that sort of intensity, that sort of passion that the band delivers night after night. And the medium they do this through is soul music. Makes sense, right? It does, because that's the same source that informed Otis, Sam and Dave, Marvin Gaye, so forth and so on. Soul music came from the church. Honestly, a lot, maybe most of Southern American music came from the church, but soul music is the most obvious descendant. And we're talking about the real deal here musically. I was really impressed by the musicianship, one of the tightest in-the-pocket rhythm sections I've heard in a while. Willie Mitchell-inspired horn arrangements, all these funky guitar and B3 riffs, and they came by it honestly. They're just they're just good old boys, never meaning no harm. <laughs> well, after the break today, I sit down. Did I down. just go there? Yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> after the break today, I sit down and talk with Paul and Al Gamble, who's the organist from the group, so stick around for that. Let's get to the music and let Paul and the guys do the talking. Here's St. Paul and the Broken Bones live on Beale Street Caravan.
said we released our debut album this past year, and we called it Half the City. Uh, so we, we're going to do the album title track right here called Half the City for you. from Memphis, Tennessee on the baritone sax. All right. 
For folks just tuning in, you're listening to the sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. Today's program is made possible by support from Bridging the Blues. To find more info about the music and culture of Memphis and the Delta region at bridgingtheblues.com. Here's more from St. Paul and the Broken Bones, live on Beale Street Caravan. Baby, I said, I said, no, 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 yeah. You are to your heart. I said, now listen to me here, now listen to me, now, now, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I've been messed up, baby, Lord, I hear my na 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 Sometimes I feel like that love you got, it keeps me tired, keeps me so messed up, baby, Lord, it does not, baby, yeah. Let me hear you scream, Memphis, let me hear you, come on. Baby, ooh, 
Well, well, well. I'll tell you what we're going to do here. We're going to do a Sam Cooke song, Otis Red style for you. That was St. Paul and the Broken Bones live on Bill Street Caravan. Pat's going to be sitting down and catching up with Paul Janeway and Al Gamble here in just a moment. But first, we're going to turn it over to Bill Street Caravan contributor Eddie Hankins. Eddie is continuing his series, American Studios, Memphis's Hit Factory. It's brought to you by WEVL-FM 89.9, Memphis's volunteer and member-supported radio station. The American Studios series covers a remarkable period in music history where producer Chip's moment cranked out hit after hit after hit, all from this little studio just about a mile or two from where we're sitting, Pat. Eddie is a veteran DJ at WEVL. He's been doing his show down in the alley for more than 20 years. Along the way, he's become quite the expert on American studios. He and the others at the station, including Weevil's program director, Brian Craig, felt like the story of Chip's in the studio needed some dusting off. People needed some reminding. So... They played a huge part in bringing the history to light again, including having a historical marker placed at the site where the studio once stood. You can stream the station online at wevl.org. Here's Eddie. Thanks, Pat. Thanks, Kevin. 
In late 1968, a New York singer-songwriter recently relocated to California who had gone more than two years without a top 30 hit came to Memphis to American Studios to attempt to resurrect his career. As noted in studio biographer Robin Jones' Memphis Boys, The Story of American Studios, Neil Diamond had been impressed by a backing track the studio house band had worked on at the request of his former label Bang Records for his song Shiloh. He pressed the head of his current label, L.A.-based Uni Records, to book a session for him at American. Working with Chips Moment and Tommy Cogbill, Diamond's American sessions produced three massive hits, including this Top 25 smash inspired by his visit to a Southern Gospel tent revival and featuring Chips Moment's loosely organized collective of backing vocalists, jokingly known at the studio as the Moment Tabernacle Choir. Here's Neil Diamond with Brother Love's Traveling Salvation Show. Later during the sessions, Neil Diamond in his Memphis hotel room began writing what became his biggest hit up to that point, the million-selling anthem, Sweet Caroline. Inspired by a 1962 Life magazine cover featuring a photograph of then four-year-old Carolyn Kennedy, daughter of late U.S. President John F. Kennedy, riding a horse, Diamond was initially reluctant to record the song as he felt it wasn't finished. Prodded by Tommy Cogbill, however, he demoed it for the 827 Thomas Street Band, who quickly began to work to craft a soaring arrangement that helped propel the song to the top five on the pop charts, in the process becoming perhaps Diamond's best-known song. Where it began, I can't begin to knowin', but then I know it's growing strong. Wasn't the spring And spring became the summer Who'd have believed you'd come along Neil Diamond's next American Studios-produced hit, Holly Holy, also made the top ten in late 1969. Diamond's Memphis sessions had accomplished what he'd hoped they would, helping to successfully resurrect his recording career and setting the stage for superstardom that was to come his way in the 1970s.
Street Caravan. I'm Eddie Hankins. Thanks, Eddie. We have to take a quick break for local announcements, but when we come back, we'll have St. Paul and the Broken Bones back with us. You're listening to The Sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. Street Caravan is supported in part by awards from the Tennessee Arts Commission and Arts Memphis. We're back, and we're about to hear more music from St. Paul and the Broken Bones. But before we get back to the performance, Pat got a chance to sit down with Paul and organist Al Gamble. So let's listen in. We're here with Alan Paul from St. Paul and the Broken Bones, which is like the coolest name. It's a fun little name. I didn't know what to think. I have to say, honestly, I didn't know what to think at first. I was just like, hmm, what am I going to be listening to? And I was just like, whoa, what is this? I felt like so out of touch. (laughs) How did I not know? How did I not know about this? You know, it's got a really old school feel to it, but it's very contemporary. I said to to Kevin earlier, it doesn't feel like your grandmother's music, but it makes you feel just as good as as that did. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that any day of the week. So when you're out on the road, you know, you guys being a band that really started in the studio, how does that songwriting process work for you as you're out on the road well it really doesn't that's that's the whole issue Uh, (laughs) we um i mean the way the process initially worked for us was 
we all got we all got in the room and we all sat down and and uh, we all kind of hashed out songs together. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of you know drummer would have a part here and and he'd have a horn part and then the you know guitar player would have a you know like a part like that. Um, so on the road it's 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 a lot more difficult for us. We've we'll fiddle around during you know sound check or something like that if we can. But uh, but we're actually about to take about a month. Or two to write, so we're 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 excited about that. It's been full throttle since February, you know, and there's just there hasn't really been any time as much time as you spend together. You would think, you know, that it would be. Oh yeah, like, hey, let's sit down. I I got this idea. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, especially the way I sing. Like it's really difficult for me to be like, you know, you do five shows in a row and. And you know you do a radio performance. It's hard for me to be like, all right, let's get in the, let's 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 write some songs now. You know, yeah, it's time. I, I, yeah, I have to re- I have to rest the voice a lot more. Let me tell you, I really when I saw the band picture, I scratched my head, <laughs> and I said, what? That's not coming out of him. I really thought, oh wow, so they've got this this. This elderly black gentleman is singing for them. <laughs> I mean, that was my first reaction. Yeah. And then this young kid comes in. I mean, you're a kid to me, okay, because yeah. I'm old. And <laughs> comes in and, you know, you're you're here, you're wearing your Nirvana shirt. Yeah. You know, it's just like, yeah. it's shocking. So that deep soul that's coming out of you, that's pushing out of you, where, where did that come from? Well, when I was, you know, I grew up only singing in church. And uh, we would actually, you know, it's funny, we would do a lot of um, Dixing Hummingbirds and Swan Silvertones, like mm-hmm. that kind of music. But I could only listen to gospel and a twinkling of soul, like Sam Cooke and Otis Redding and Marvin Gaye, uh, pre-What's Going On. I couldn't go beyond that with Marvin Gaye. And so when I heard those guys, I mean, I, I was like, that's how you're supposed to sing. That's what you're supposed to sound like. And I didn't know any difference. And so that's, you know, as a, as a kid, that's how I was, you know, it was life took its toll and things like that. You just want to holler about something. You just want to scream. And, yeah. And that's that's kind of where it, it, it just kind of came from. And so it, it just uh, kind of, I guess, developed over time. But, uh, but yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's nice to hear something that has passion in it, that comes across as really authentic, that it's really, this is, this is you. I mean, when you listen to that glow, which I think is the sexiest, sultriest, <laughs> you know, like, it, it it's not hey do this because it's gonna sell a record. It's like hey this is honestly what's coming right. out of me, right? And that is so refreshing. Yeah, I I mean that's that's really I always tell people like you know whether whether we're doing a show for five people or five thousand, like my my demeanor and the way I do things doesn't change because that's how I operate and it's it's, it's that's definitely how it is. For the band getting together now, we've got we've got Mr. Al Gable here, and you are a, a friend of Bill Street Caravan. I think you've been on in many incarnations, many different. You know, you've played with so many acts from you know national blues acts like Deborah Coleman and Larry McRae. You've been on stage with them in the studio with them. Then once again, here I was scratching my head, going, Al Gable's in the band. How did that happen? He's like 65 years old. <laughs> yeah, we refer to Al as Grandpa in the band. How did you hook up with the guys? Well, uh, in the early stages of the band, I didn't know the band existed, but uh, Broen Lawler, the guitar player, and myself, and my brother were doing a session, 
in uh, rural Pennsylvania, of all places. During a break in that session, Broman said, "Hey, check this, check this out." And it was a video of of the band of St. Paul and the Broken Bones. It was like one of their first major gigs. It was really. our first out of town gig. First out of town gig. And uh, I saw this video, and I was like, "Uh oh, who's this guy? <laughs> what is this all about?" And and um, I became intrigued, and I told uh, Broman, "Hey." when you guys get ready to do a record, give me a call and I'd love to come play some gigs. And so that's, that's how that transpired. And so you're a permanent member of the band now. I am. And one of the cool things that I, that I love when I was reading about you guys is that you recorded it at fame and being in muscle shows. And I'm always curious for musicians, especially for bands that are as young as this band is, except for you, grandpa. Right. Uh, <laughs> What what is your reaction when you go into a place that's just seeped in so much history? Whether it be King Curtis, whether it be Dwayne Allman, Aretha Franklin. I mean, so much stuff was done. <laughs> I mean, you know, they haven't. I don't think they've changed the carpet or any of the furniture <laughs> in that place because you know they're really scared that it's going to lose its mojo. Yeah. And what's bizarre is you pass it, it's an ugly brown building, and it's right next to like a CVS pharmacy. So it's this weird, you know, like you could tell it's like there's the 70s and the 80s and then the rest of it's kind of developed around it. Around so, it, so it's yeah. really interesting. But um, man, when I, we walked in there and there was a, I'll never forget this scene, a picture of Otis playing guitar and, he, you know, he's had his foot propped up and he's sitting this right there in that in that studio, you know, like and, and you, you just go in there and, and it, there is like, there's this feel to it, you know, yeah. there's this thing to it that makes you... Um, Makes you tingle a little bit, um, and I, I, I still, man, it's 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 there's, there's ghosts in there, and you hope you hope one of them gets in you, and yeah, and, get, and, and gets you going, you know. And you know, I grew up there, uh-huh. and uh, so, but didn't really have an appreciation for it at the, you know, in the at the time, yeah, yeah. you know, early eighties and seventies, you know, eighties, so. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I was a kid, and and really, this was probably the first time that I've gone back to record, you know, mm-hmm. there, and, uh, and uh, so it was, it was great. It was a homecoming of yeah. sorts for me. You said you've been running since you know February <laughs> of this year. It's just been nonstop. The reaction to this record has been just like whoa. You know, everyone is just talking about it. You know, knowing that your management is Thirty Tigers and one of those companies that really understands how the music industry has changed and is continuing to evolve. You know, they understand that promotion is important and maybe the major label isn't the answer for everyone. For you guys, how's it been different in the sense of, hey, that we're going to do this the, the the new millennium way? I mean, it's been it's been a really, uh, I'm actually really fascinated with the business side of this because you know, I was actually in accounting school before this showed up. So I'm, yeah, it, it, it's really interesting to me as far as the business side of it. Um, and 30 Tigers especially does just a tremendous job. They just get it, you know. Um, they specialize, I think, more in, in kind of, um, you know, what they call Americana, which we've never really considered ourselves Americana, uh-huh. but we've kind of been thrown in there. And so I was, I was, you know, initially I was like, oh, how are they going to market us, you know? And, and uh, it ended up working out really well. And uh, they, they've done a tremendous job. You know, they team up with uh, Sony Red Distributions. They, Sony does a, you know, obviously, you know, a huge company, but it's kind of their indie arm uh, as far as distribution goes. 
and um, they've done a really great job of just, you know, I mean, we did one thing where you ha- he had the, we have, you know, the single was Call Me, uh-huh. and we had the number on there. We had a certain number on there, and we had, a, like, a coasters, and we'd put them in bars, and they'd call that number, and it was me saying something stupid about the record and, and like, promoting a record. Like, it was just fun stuff like that. Yeah. It was just, I love doing, I love being creative like that, and... Um, it was a really. It's been a really great experience, and I, I, I think they. I think they're some of the best at it. Thank you guys right. for coming Thank in and so chatting, chatting with us. Yeah. Thank okay. you. Those are some all right guys, Pat. I love that. Here's this guy walking around backstage in a Nirvana T-shirt, looking like he was gonna jump on a skateboard or something any minute. And you know, 30 minutes later, he walks out on stage in a suit and a tie, and the biggest sound ever, a sound you never would have expected at that, comes out of his mouth. Well, like I said in the the interview, I really expected... I didn't look at any pictures of the band beforehand. I just knew that he was a middle-aged black man. Right. You know, close to 50. And, <laughs> and, and Because you just... For some reason, that kind of legacy sound just... You just don't hear it coming out of younger people. You don't. You know, yeah. that's not what they want to represent them. They're this amalgamation of all these different sounds and everything that's happened in the past, and most of them don't know much about music. Yeah. Unless it's like, really, 10 years before them is as far back as they right. go, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and we also had a really special visitor that the night of that show. He just dropped in like he does, Mr. Wayne Jackson, Memphis Horn, and talk about legacy. Yeah. <laughs> He's played on more records. I'll tell you my funny little Wayne Jackson story. When I was going to see Peter Gabriel in London, you know, I'm just going as a Peter Gabriel fan, and I was telling Wayne about it that I was going. He was like, oh, that's so great. Tell Peter I said hi. And I'm thinking oh, to myself, like I'm getting backstage. I know in your world, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you played on all these records. You can just call up and say, "Hey, I'm coming to the show," and they've got you passes and tickets and all that, and you're hanging out in the band. Me, I'm out front. <laughs> <laughs> and and Wayne was the original host of Beale Street of Caravan. Beale Street Caravan. Wayne yes. and Andrew Love. The yes, Horns. they were. So that was a pretty amazing night. It's kind of sad that this program's halfway yeah. over. We needed to have St. Paul and the Broken Bones. We got to have them back. Can we do that? Can we have people on more than once in a season? I don't know. I'll have to check with the lawyers. There, <laughs> I have to consult with the Bill Street Caravan rules and regulations. I don't know. Or if enough listeners say they love them so much, then you would be forced to abide by their, we're here because of them. So Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Use your power. Use okay. your power. We'll see. <laughs> well, let's listen to some more music. Here's St. Paul and the Broken Bones on Bill Street Caravan.
All right. We are St. Paul in our broken bones from Birmingham, Alabama. We'll see y'all soon.
folks just tuning in, you're listening to the Sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. Today's program is made possible by support from Bridging the Blues. Find out more info about the music and culture of Memphis and the Delta region at bridgingtheblues.com. Here's more from St. Paul and the Broken Bones, live on Bill Street Caravan. We're going to do a Paul McCartney song for you real quick.
St. Paul and the Broken Bones live on Bill Street Caravan. You've got to see this band live. (laughs) It just pulls you in. For tour dates and even more info about the band, visit their website, stpaulandthebrokenbones.com. You can find them on social media, too, of course. And just, again, to reiterate, catch these guys live if they come to your area. Well, we want to say a special thanks to our supporters, the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau, Arts Memphis, the Tennessee Arts Commission, and Bridging the Blues for their support in making Bill Street Caravan possible. Listeners, please show your support for public broadcasting. You're not going to find programming like this anywhere else. You can find Bill Street Caravan on all the social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Check in with us there. We've always got great updates and special features related to our program. Don't forget, we've also got a great little contest going on on the Facebook page where you can win a cabin aboard Delbert McClinton's Sandy Beaches Cruise. Go check out our Facebook page for all the details on that. Next week on Bill Street Caravan, we'll have living legend Dr. John with us. And Bill Street Caravan contributor Eddie Hankins will continue his series on American Studios. Until then, I'm Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Kevin Cubbins. You've been listening to the Sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan.